0: What can Kintone do for your business? Turn your spreadsheets into interactive databases. Sure. Make sure everyone's pants still fit post-quarantine. Nope. Start your free 30-day trial at kintone.com/info. K-i-n-t-o-n-e.com/info. Hola, soy el abogado Nelson Baez con la oficina de Smith, Ball y Baez. Nosotros representamos víctimas de accidentes. En mi carrera, yo he ayudado mi cliente a mis clientes recuperar millones de dólares. Si has been lesionado in un accident, llama a Smith Ball Eby. I le puedo explicar su caso en su idioma. Llamame a mí, Nelson Baez, 500 5555 Welcome
1: to Hempfire. I'm your host. Gabby Boudreau, co founder of Divine Elements. Check out our CBD and botanical wellness selection online at mydivineelements.com, where you can use the code Wellness20 for 20% off your first order. If you are a medical cannabis patient, then one of the most important things to you when purchasing your medicine is probably the test results. You want to know that your flower, or concentrate, or edible is clean that it does not contain unwanted contaminants. It is so important that we do our due diligence when searching for cannabis products, including hemp-derived CBD products. We want our medicine to be clean and we deserve that. Joining us today is a woman who founded a company which provides state-of-the-art ozone-based technology for post-harvest microbial decontamination. Marijuana Business Daily has named her one of the of one of their women to watch in cannabis. She has also been honored by the cannabis lifestyle magazine Green Greendorphin as one of the 20 most influential women in cannabis. Without further ado, Jill Ellsworth, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here.
1: For me personally, Jill, it's super critical that my CBD products for my brand divine elements are made with the cleanest raw hemp materials, uh, botanical materials, that they're produced in a GMP certified facility, an FDA approved facility, that they don't contain artificial ingredients. We use, you know, natural flavor oils and essential oils to flavor our products and and help in the scent profiles. So, you know, those are some of our standards. Uh, I wanna know why it's so important to you that there is clean and safe cannabis available for medical patients and recreational consumers alike. Yeah, of course.
2: I would say first and foremost, I'm a consumer, right? So I, I've always really valued clean, healthy food. Clean, healthy beverages, and you know, putting high-quality uh, products in my body. And so, when I started in cannabis five years ago, I was I was really starting to look at you know how cannabis is tested, why it's tested, and you know what tools were provided to cultivators to ensure that their product was clean. You know, similar to what I had been used to in the food and beverage industry. And interestingly enough. There was some testing that was required, but but there was no solution or no, there was no um, tool to provide cultivators to ensure their product was clean outside of, you know, the standard testing. And if it didn't pass testing, what were they to do? And so, you know, I really went down this road of how can I invent or make a product that could help these cultivators ensure their product is clean? So as a consumer, you feel safe you know, ingesting this type of medicine. And, and, you know, so that is really the main reason I wanted to, um, provide this solution to cultivators, but also, I mean, you as a consumer must have the, the visibility that your product is safe and clean.
1: Yeah, so you started out in the beverage distribution um, industry, you launched the first alcoholic kombucha product in Colorado. How did your background with food and beverage inspire you to help standardize health and safety for cannabis? What what tools did you gather along the way that you saw were, you know, maybe
2: beneficial in the cannabis industry, since it's something we consume as well? Yeah. So along with my beverage distribution company, I owned a cold press juice business. And so we were making cold pressed juices, fruit and vegetable juices in a commercial kitchen. And when I decided to pivot to retail, you know, the, the rules and regulations that go along with having a shelf ready product in a grocery store are very strict. The FDA doesn't mess around. The state health department doesn't mess around and you must have a kill step. And so a kill step is the last process that your product would go through to ensure that there isn't pathogens. So your milk is pasteurized to ensure there's an E. coli And our juices went through a process called HPP, which is pressure, to ensure that though there was no pathogens. And so when I was moving into the cannabis industry, I I was looking like, is there a kill step required? And there wasn't. And so, you know, I said, I need to find a way to invent this to clean weed. So I really utilized all my skills that I learned making juices and also in the beverage distribution business that I was able to model and translate into cannabis.
1: Okay. So you were determined to right. find a way to clean cannabis crop is what it sounds like, which is great because yes. yes, let's start treating cannabis as a medicine. And, you know, let's, let's hold the industry up to standards that the same standards that the FDA holds the pharmaceutical industry to, that you just mentioned the state health departments and the FDA hold the food industry too, because we're putting it in our bodies. What we consume, you know, is food is let food be thy medicine. So um, yes, it is important that we are consuming clean cannabis products. And I appreciate what you're doing here. And so I want to know a little bit more about Willow. Uh, What do you guys do? What is this ozone-based technology that you invented
2: that helps clean cannabis? Yeah, certainly. So we we developed the Willow Pure system. And what that is, is an ozone-based decontamination system that you put in completely finished flour. So it's cured, it's dried, it's trimmed. It's essentially shelf ready. And it's your last step in the production process before it goes to the retail and before it goes to testing. And so what you would do is put it in our system. So we have a chamber unit and we have our newly released drum model. And so you put it in the system, turn it on. And what it does is it converts oxygen into ozone. And ozone is this amazing oxidant. It's used in the agricultural industry and in the food industry. And what it does is it actually, it destroys any sort of pathogen that could be lurking on the flower. So typically what we see is mold, yeast, and bacteria. And so what that'll do is it'll break down the cell wall of this mold species or bacteria species and render it, you know, pretty much dead so that it can, it can cause no harm to a consumer. And it would also pass state testing. So it goes through our ozone system You open up the the Willow Pure and the product's ready to be bagged for purchase or to to move to the dispensary and then also for testing.
1: Okay. So it sounds like it's a a piece of equipment that is, it's a machine that the flour or the concentrate, or does it just just work with raw flour biomass or can you use other types of um, cannabis product in it?
2: Yeah. So right now it's just flour biomass.
1: Okay. Okay. And so you, um, the flower goes in, you use these ozone, you turn it into oxygen, um, in our atmosphere out of the air. And so it's, you're not really, you know, taking anything, um, that isn't already naturally occurring, right. And then you're using that and converting it into oxygen. And that is basically killing
2: the, all the unwanted contaminants. Is that correct? Yeah. So just a little backwards. So it takes oxygen into ozone and then it will, once the process is done, it converts it right back to oxygen. It's all, you know, O2 to O3 back to O2 can get really confusing, but yes, that it simply goes into our, you know, big machine. Um, Our machines are, they can roll right into your cultivation. So you use it right at your facility and um, essentially process all your product through it.
1: Okay. Okay. That is very interesting. It's, it's really cool that you guys are helping clean our medicine and clean our cannabis. Uh, We need, you know, more technologies like this so we can ensure that, uh, patients and consumers have access to, to clean medicine. Um, you know, whether you use it recreationally or not, I think it's all kind of medicinal, but you know, it's, it, Whatever you feel, you know, if it's for medicine um, or for for recreational, it it should be clean either way. Um, what you're putting in your body should be clean, and you should know what's in there. So, um, so you guys, that's 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 interesting. Um, how do you guys? How can you help cultivators and processors and manufacturers? Do you see Willow? Just working directly with these cannabis cultivators or would you be more in the processing and manufacturing, Um, as you said, I guess it's just biomass right now the flowers so are you guys going around are you talking to cultivators are you educating them on this on this uh, technology.
2: Yes, absolutely. Speaking of education, I've been on the education bandwagon for this since 2015. And, you know, back then, we were really early to the game. I don't think cultivators were really ready to, you know, think about kill steps, think about this as, you know, modeling the food and beverage industry. But, to become legitimate and to be really come a very standardized process, I mean, we have to implement these these requirements that we've seen in historic industries. So, yes, so we help cultivators all over the country. We're in twenty two states in Canada. And you know we're working with cultivators to help them understand why they need something like this. You know, when I say, all all cannabis has mold, you know, a lot of head growers don't want to hear that, right? Everyone, you know, can claim they grow clean. But you know, just one space in the in the supply chain could cause contamination. So you just want to ensure that there's a space at the end of the process to protect the cultivator and also the consumers. So we're working with, you know, really marijuana cultivators right now across the country. We, we certainly are looking to get into working with extraction companies because even if you're buying biomass that's contaminated, you want to ensure that before it goes into the extraction process, it's clean. Because a clean product in is a clean product out. But again, I think that, you know, that part of the industry needs, you know, just a little bit more education. So really starting with the cultivators, they are, they have to adhere to very strict guidelines and we're here to help support and, you know, provide solutions for them.
1: Yeah. And people don't really understand how how difficult it is to grow clean and essentially end up with product that is free of, of unwanted contaminants, you know, it's hard to, to get that, that final product where, you know, the tests are, the test results are showing there's no mold, there's no uh, residual solvents, there's no heavy metals, because it's just, you know, it's just, we grow organically, we're in an organic um, uh, atmosphere and there are you know there's there's bacteria all around us it's just right. it's in the air we breathe so it's going to be there um so yeah if we can if we can implement another step this kill step that that just makes it so much more clean and uh, safe for us to consume I think it's great I I love this I love this technology that you guys have invented um you know yeah. you were you were quoted um, a leap by report recently I recently found that just 42% of CBD brands tested all their products for potency, 42%. (laughs) Additionally, the vast majority of products tested were outside the limits of acceptable variants. So, okay, let's break this down a little bit. 42%. That's less than half of brands out there. There are probably close to, I don't know, a thousand CBD brands on the market right now. It's, people are jumping in left and right. It's crazy. It's, it's so easy for someone to take their label and put it on someone else's product nowadays. And I'm not opposed to that part of the industry at Divine Elements. We work with white label partners as well, but it just makes it very easy for not so nice entities to, to come into the game. So it's a little, you know, it's a little alarming. Um, so if there's a thousand brands out there, the study showed that 42% tested their products. So 420 out of thousand, that's less than half that's alarming. And of the 42% that were testing their products, the vast majority of them were well outside the accepted uh, limit variances. Can you give me a little bit of your thoughts on limit variances? What what's accepted? And you know, the fact that these brands are, are not um, formulating their products correctly, and they are not providing what is said on the label.
2: Yeah, of course. I was also alarmed, which is why I had to, you know, comment. Um, I mean, to your point, anyone can start a CBD brand. But if you really don't know and don't understand the formulation and the product that you are putting a label on and the potential impact on a consumer, you know, that can be very dangerous. But there's almost, you know, there's a very low ceiling to get into the CBD product industry. And I think one, it's very early right? I mean, we've just started discovering the benefits and CBD kind of took off in the past couple of years. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, I use CBD. There's so many great CBD products, but you know, there's not a lot of oversight. And that's one of the biggest concerns right? I mean, you know, the USDA is getting involved, they've gotten involved, but there's not an oversight body that's saying we are testing this product to ensure that it is safe, that it actually contains the potency that they're claiming on the label. You know, one of the issues is that hemp right now is not required to be tested the same way as marijuana. The great news is Colorado just released new regulations for hemp products and CBD products. And so they are requiring microbial testing and pesticides and heavy metal and residual solvents. So we're moving in the right direction. But right now, the products on the shelf, most of them are not tested and so you're going to see variances in potency that may say you know there's six percent cbd content or ten percent and you as a consumer is going in and saying great well i read that ten percent is going to help with this ailment and this you know the, the the way i feel here and then you're taking it and it's a placebo effect because in fact it could be almost zero percent cbd and so you know it's just this very slippery slope and I know it's what the supplement industry went through many, many, many years ago. And now a lot of supplement industry, uh, supplement providers are stepping up and saying, "We have third-party tested this," and that is where we need to head as you know a CBD hemp industry.
1: Yeah, in regards to this study, you were quoted saying also that you know this is the standard that you're seeing in the industry very few CBD brands take this seriously and the study supports this. Um, You also said this is currently what what is happening in the industry today there's little to no understanding that there could be contamination in these products by the producers and the consumers. um, Because there's very little government oversight, as you know what you were just speaking to Um, so. This is frightening.
0: I know. Consumers
1: have no idea what they're putting in their bodies. And this is why it's so important for us to really look at those test results, um, you know, make sure that there aren't any, you know, and this study just went over potency. So like you were saying, we're we're not even sure about the residual solvents or the heavy metals, the pesticides, the mold. I mean, it's just, it's very, very scary. Um, Consumers need to be so, so vigilant in when they're searching for their medicine for their cannabis products or their hemp derived CBD products, it's so important that you look for the COAs, these certificates of analysis. Um, And I really do hope That there is going to be some sort of regulation um, and reformation for third-party testing uh, standards, like you're saying. So hopefully we'll see that on the horizon. I know the FDA has been working on CBD uh, policies and regulations for a long time, and we're still waiting. um, So, but you know, we just need to be patient and and wait for those regulations to come out and that guidance. Um, But I wanna know what do you see for the future of the cannabis industry? I mean, so many good things are happening where uh, recreational legalization is happening happening across the board. So there's so many amazing things happening in the cannabis industry today. There's a legal a recreational legalization happening in so many states. Medicinal legalization happening in in many other states. Um, you know we're moving forward. We're normalizing cannabis as a medicine. There's you know this, these technologies such as your own the ozone based technology coming out. There's so many things happening and it's great. I want to know. Where do you see the cannabis industry going in the next five to 10 years? What would
2: you like to see for us? Well, I think the innovation we're going to see, it will be amazing. Right. Just to your point, we're going to see like super amazing products come out, really interesting ways to, you know, intake cannabis. Um, I'm excited to see the products. It's not just going to be flour. It's not just going to be kind of like historic gummies that people eat. It's going to be really cool to see the innovation in products. It's also going to be great to see the innovation. And cannabinoids, I mean, CBN starting to take off, but what other cannabinoids are we going to be able to extract from this amazing plant and then really start to dig into the medicinal benefits? But then also, you know, starting to see a very structured uh, framework for uh, testing and regulations. Right now, all the states are very siloed in how they test the product. You know, in Colorado, we test for one thing. In Nevada, we test for another. You know, California is so different. Washington barely has any testing. So I really would like to see a very standardized testing framework across the country. Like no more silos in each state. Let's say this is a standard, this is a threshold for, um, for the industry. And I think that's gonna show, have uh, allow us to have much greater transparency with our customers.
1: Oh, it needs to happen at the national level, is what yeah. you're saying. We need to have these standards at the national level. Maybe we can get some help from our government. Who knows? Um, you know, it seems like this is something that's going to be a little bit of more in the future in terms of a, a national stance with with cannabis, a reformation and legalization. But hopefully, it seems like we're moving that way. Things are happening. The wheels are turning. So it, the future looks bright for cannabis. Um, I'd like to see the standardized testing, like you're saying happen sooner than later. That would be very nice. Um, just so we can have that consumer confidence in in our products that are in the, uh, you know, in the market and available. Um, where do you see women playing a role in cannabis? You are, you know, you are named one of the the 20 most influential women to watch in cannabis. How did that make you feel? Um, what do you, what can you do with your role as one of the 20 most influential women in cannabis? What do you want to do? having that platform?
2: Well, first, I mean, obviously it was an honor, right? I have worked so hard. I can't even tell you. And a very, very male dominated industry, knocking down walls and really propping up, you know, fellow women that are in the industry. Would I like to see more women in an executive roles on boards Yes, absolutely. And I I think we're starting to get there. You know, you're starting to see more women founders, more women CEOs, C-level executives. So I think we're on the right path. But, you know, as women who, you know, essentially are the minority in this industry, I mean, we just need to continue to support each other. Um, you know, we always say women need to support other women, but I feel like little action is done on that. So, you know, how can we, how can we really push, um, push that messaging and get other women to, to not be intimidated by cannabis and, you know, go out there and and pound the pavement and pave the way for, you know, many generations behind us.
1: That's great. We need to be more inclusive for, Females for all minorities. You know, this this industry was was built on minorities. Hemp farm, uh, slaves back in the day were growing hemp alongside cotton. Um, you know, and they've kind of pioneered the industry. And we need to pay homage to these people, and we need to be inclusive. It's it's so important, and it's such a great community that we have here. We need to make sure that it stays balanced and it stays inclusive. So I love I love that that's you know where you see it going, and and that you'd like to see it go that way. Um, where where do you guys see, where do you see Willow Industries going? What What are you working on right now? Is there any secrets in the works, any cool new technology?
2: Well, so we just released our Willow Pure 360, which is our drum unit in the fall of last year. So right now, you know, we're just really accelerating and getting that into the market. We're currently in the middle of our Series A uh, financing round which is great and exciting bringing more capital into the company so we can accelerate and really double down on our messaging of clean cannabis and why you as a cultivator should want clean cannabis but how we're going to support consumers in this process you know we we, we are developing some new really innovative technology to put into our systems but also um, more education and that's you know where i really push the envelope is how can we continue to educate consumers and keep them you know pushing the industry to transparency um,
1: you guys are so. You guys are doing amazing things. Have you thought about going uh, directly to consumers? And like you were just saying, as to what you were saying, educating them with any sort of um, marketing or content um, strategies where you can reach them directly and educate them about this technology? Because I, this was the first I had heard of your ozone-based technology. Um, so how can we? How can we get the word out more? What initiatives are
2: you guys taking to uh, to help educate consumers? Of course. So we're just about to launch uh, our marketing campaign called the Willow Pure Assured. And so that is in tandem with our partners across the country, and they will be able to utilize our labeling and our um, symbols to put on their packaging to show consumers that their product is clean that it went through the Willow Pier, that it is assured that it is a clean smoke, that it has a longer shelf life, that it's not going to sit on the shelf at a dispensary and grow grow mold and be dangerous by the time you get to it. So we're working on that. We're, you know, we're working to get in front of, um, sorry, we're working to get in front of consumers at the dispensary level and start to teach them why they should look for the Willow Pure Assured symbol. So we're getting there, you know, consumer education is so long and it is definitely challenging. I mean, especially, I mean, you've been in the industry and you just heard about this. So, you know, how can we continue to elevate, you know how we're, we're exp- explaining and, and telling people what, um, you know, what Willow is.
1: The Willow Pure Assured symbol. That's what we need to be looking for. Willow Pure Assured. I love that. Okay. Are you guys going to be attending any events this year or next year? Anything on the calendar where we can go and meet you in person and talk to, you know, some of your uh, reps and learn a little bit more and actually in person?
2: Yeah. We are going to be at Canacon in Oklahoma. We're going to be in Detroit, the Canicon Detroit this summer. We're going to be in Boston. And we're also going to be at MJ Biz in Las Vegas. I, you know, I know my team is excited and clamoring to get out there and, and you know, be around people again since we've all kind right of away. I so know. we're excited to, you know, get back into trade shows and meeting people face to face and seeing our customers. It's been, you know, challenging to not do that. So we will be at the trade shows and and ready to chat
1: that's great yeah we need people to know more about um, about clean cannabis and this willow pure assurance and other technologies and implementations that that promote clean um, clean products for consumption I, I i love this technology i'm so happy that I found out about it <laughs> and i'm going to be looking for it um, in dispensaries as well since arizona just uh, went recreational yeah. so yeah so there's going to be i mean the market's just it's exploding and it's it's really it's really great to see people have access to medicine that maybe they didn't have access to before, um, you know, who are looking for natural alternative treatments to pharmaceuticals, and maybe some drugs that they had some unwanted side effects with, it's good that we have this as an option for people um, and that it it comes clean. So I'm all about the ozone technology. (laughs) That's that's amazing. So you said you were a consumer or you are a consumer. What what are some of your favorite
2: cannabis products to
1: consume and hemp drive CBD products? What do you like?
2: So I, I've always been a fan of flour once it's cleaned through the of beer. Yep, yep. I kind of like the OG smoking a flour. Nice. But I'm really, you know, I'm really excited about CBN and I'm really excited about, again, some of these higher molecules that are being discovered. So, you know, different edibles that contain these ingredients and, you know, more of the CBD, less of the THC is kind of where I land. Um, but I certainly love the, the, the lotions and and the bath bombs and stuff that contain CBD I mean that's always luxurious <laughs> Yeah
1: the bath bombs are great I love bath bombs um massage oils uh we have a great massage oil, muscle balm, and muscle bomb and so nice coming home and being able to, to massage, you know, some cream or some balm onto you and know that it's all natural and it's just going to do its thing. And you don't have to worry about, you know, um, just something weird going into your body. You want to know what's going in. And like, I love a full spectrum CBD oil as well. I'm all about the more CBD, less THC. um, And then all the other cannabinoids that are, you know, create that beautiful entourage effect. Like you were saying, the CBN is really great for sleep. And there's so much emerging research coming out right now um terpenes are really hot right now and they have so many amazing aromatherapeutic qualities to them um so i mean you wonder why you smell cannabis and you're like oh my god i smell so amazing it makes (laughs) me feel so calm i love it um yeah so i'm so excited for what you guys are doing and and to see what you guys are doing in the future it was a pleasure having you on the show thank you so much for being here today
2: Thank you so much for having me. Great conversation. Excited about your brand. I will definitely seek it out and, you know, continue to give transparency to all of your consumers and and get the product third-party tested. I mean, that's like, you know, what every brand can do to ensure confidence
1: yes yes absolutely and hopefully we'll see you at um, a future trade show or event here in person it would be wonderful to meet you in person so thank you so much for being on the show today i want to thank our producers as well as divine elements for making this show possible join us again next week for another episode of empire and until then stay well keep learning and we'll talk to you all soon The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.
0: Hola, soy el abogado Nelson Baez, con la oficina de Smith, Ball y Baez. Nosotros representamos víctimas de accidentes. En mi carrera, yo he ayudado a mis clientes a recuperar millones de dólares. Si has sido lesionado en un accidente, llama a Smith Ball Ibai. Yo le puedo explicar su caso en su idioma. Llámame a mí, Nelson Baez, 500-5555.